0: Opinions starting to make out that we live in a world of hatred and greed.
1: Whenever I get gloomy with the state of the world, I think about Robin, Terry and Bob's good news stories. <laughs> the thing I love about this story is it's just one thing that's happening in one house in Brisbane. We forget the milestones, especially with us, with all of our kids you know, pretty much We're grown older. up. Yeah, older. Um, and uh, you can send us all your good news stories, 973fm.com.au and register them there. And that's what Here did. Now, we spoke to her yesterday after the show because basically this is a story about overcoming sleep deprivation, all right, and that may be evident towards the end of the call as well.
2: Hey, how are you? Good, thank you. In these troubled times where just it seems bad news comes on bad news, what is happening in your world?
3: The other week my toddler who is right in front of me, you might hear him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What's his name? Benjamin.
1: Benjamin. Shush, Benjamin. Mummy's speaking.
3: He moved into his own room. Yay! <laughs> he was very excited and he was very happy.
2: I bet mum and dad were too.
1: <laughs> so is he sleeping through the night now and leaving you to sleep through the night also?
3: Most nights.
2: Good.
1: It's good enough. In these troubled times, <laughs> it's like a medical breakthrough and a real estate <laughs> renovation all in one.
3: Yes. <laughs> How old is he? <laughs> <laughs> He's 18
1: months next week. Bob was just saying the next big move will be trying to get him out of home in 18 years, so good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> and phone us again.
2: Yeah, thank you, Sahir. Who are they speaking to?
1: Robin, Terry, and Bob <laughs> for 97.3 FM. Oh they're,
3: all, oh, they're still there. <laughs> yeah, they're still
1: there. They stick around, those lot. Like,
3: <laughs>
1: sleep deprivation does terrible we, things. We, we should
2: also say that she actually contacted us. Yes she did. Like it wasn't it wasn't us chasing her down so she didn't know. But she's been sleep deprived, Robert, but her. no
1: longer no, no. because good news Brisbane, Benjamin, the 18-month-old toddler has moved into his own room. And
4: there he'll stay for 18 years.
1: <laughs> it's Robin Terry
4: and Bob on Brisbane's, Brisbane's 973. you celebrate a birthday. <laughs>
2: You know, for my eighteen, my uh, nearly eighteen-year-old Lewin, that's not going to cut it. Yeah, <laughs> we had a conversation last night because the poor Sorry, a song bugger. Sorry, No, nah, <laughs> it's not going to do it. Um, we had a conversation last night about it because his birthday's on the thirteenth of April, which is Easter Monday, and mm-hmm. this kid has been hanging out for six months yeah. to go to a pub. Yeah, he just wants to order a beer across the counter. He just wants to go and play on the pokies, not because he's interested in it, but because he can.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. And of
2: course, all of this is being shut down. So um, his brothers last night were desperately trying to Google things and ideas to try and come up with something that was a little more special. Yeah. And it would seem that this is an issue that is facing a lot of people because Paige contacted us through Facebook with exactly the same scenario. Hello, Paige.
5: Hello. How are you?
1: We're going okay. How's your life? What are you doing? Uh,
5: Currently with a toddler watching the Wiggles.
1: Everybody (laughs) know. So, Paige, you're, you're at home during a major celebration, is that the case?
5: Uh, yeah, it's my birthday in a couple of weeks. Um, so, and my sister's in Melbourne, so we will be FaceTiming her while watching the wiggles and having a toddler, chasing a toddler
2: around. You know, Paige, I can hear that kind of <laughs> in your voice because <laughs> I was dealing with that last night. So, we were desperately trying, and if anyone's got any great ideas, Now is the time, 32230973, because we have to be more creative. And I will tell you, Paige, there's a number of local businesses who are trying to be more creative. So if you want top market, you can go to the Emporium and they've got a drive-through service where you can actually pick up like their chef-made meals. Oh, how would that go? So they kind of, you know, they don't throw it through your car window, but they, you know, <laughs> do the, the social isolation thing. But you can have a really nice meal that way.
1: Yeah, I also know down that South Bank area, the South Bank Corporation introduced half-hour parking for all the restaurants down that way so you can do takeaway for the ones are doing there. But this is uh, – try this on, page, Okay, get, get a hubby in the car. Get them down to there. yep. a French restaurant called Montrachet down in the uh, King Street area of the valley. And they, they, yep. they par-cook the meals, so he can you know, finish the cooking off and make it seem like he did it as well. <laughs> How about the, for a, a ham and parsley terrine with caper mayo, corn and don't know what that is, Dijon mustard baguette, only 12 bucks. Um, French onion soup, com- toasted croutons, and then for your main, you could have seafood bouillabaisse uh, with uh, the croutons and sa- fennel and saffron and, riz- and just lots of French words. But they do that takeaway as well. Maybe that's the way to go for your special dinner.
5: Yeah, that sounds very, very interesting. Because I did have to postpone my birthday dinner that um, that I had planned as well. So um, that's postponed until we can celebrate.
2: Oh, Paige! Well, I do know that, for example, Hog's Breath are doing takeaway and delivery. If we gave you like a fifty bucks voucher, would that make it okay so that you could at least have it at your house? Oh
1: that would be amazing. Thank you. Does that that'll include curly fries for a little bloke? Won't that be good?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Yes, very good. <laughs> because they I mean with they've also notified us saying that they're doing uh, takeaway delivery lunch and dinner. You just go online at hogsbreath.com.au but we'll give you 50 bucks and you can go and do that for yourself. Oh, thank you so much.
5: It's right.
4: He's the star of I'm a celebrity get me out of here the living room and of course he is most well known as the Bondi vet and he's our special guest
1: Dr Chris Brown good morning oh good morning how are you going pretty well mate Uh, we've had a Dr Vroom on sort of discounting myths about different medical things going on I just about want you to bust Mm. this myth as well the idea that you can catch coronavirus off your pet
0: yeah absolutely false Um, there is absolutely no evidence that whatsoever In, in fact Look, there was one, there was one Pomeranian, ah, damn Pomeranians, huh? They, they <laughs> uh, tested positive for it. That was, it came from Hong It was in Hong Kong. It lived with an owner who had tested positive for, for corona, a human one. And it, it came back with, with virus in its nostrils. Um, and anyway, they, they tested it, they, they analysed it, and they eventually worked out that the, the dog had just sniffed up the, uh, the virus off the, the kitchen counter or off the floor. Uh, but it wasn't causing infection, and and in the last two days, there have been three and a half thousand test results on dogs um, from across the world that have been analysed, and not one of them has been positive. So there is absolutely no chance that you can uh, you can contract corona from your dog.
2: I have seen a Shih Tzu with a face mask on. I actually saw uh, that yesterday. Uh.
0: <laughs> it is one of the true one of the true many joys of the internet. Um, but people look. It hasn't stopped people from trying to make face masks um, for, the, for their pets. Uh, I mean, a great, a great use of a limited resource. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's one of those strange things, isn't it? I mean, hey, no, no face masks for people, but, uh, but let's just go with one for the dog. It, it, I mean, we've, we've had people at the vet clinic begging us for face masks, and, and we have to remind them we need them for, for operations and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it, look, it's a crazy world.
2: Yes, it is a crazy world. Look, my dog Ray is stoked that all my kids are now in isolation at home. Well, you know, self-isolation. But in terms of exercising yep. pets, as we move through this whole process, you know, what what can we do at home with our animals if we aren't going to be allowed outside in the future?
0: Yeah, look, I, I guess you can try little little games of fetch. You can make, uh, make their meal time a little bit of fun by not necessarily just giving them uh, all their food straight away. Actually hiding parts of it around the house, making them work for it by performing little little, uh, little commands. You can you can just mix things up, chasing balls around. Um, you know, through the lounge room is always always exciting to see exactly what they'll knock over. Yeah. Well, um, but 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 genuine, genuinely though, across the world, um, even in, in countries that have experienced full lockdown, they're still allowing you to go out um, and, and walk your dog. That that has has been a consistent thing and. Um, has um, has spawned beautiful moments like the the guy in Spain who uh, didn't have a dog but wanted to get outside, so attached a leash to a stuffed toy and and dragged <laughs> it down the street until the police <laughs> saw what he was doing and realised it wasn't a dog uh, and, and sent him home.
1: Oh. Absolutely. Dr Chris Brown, we look forward to watching you in the living room, from our living room probably, when it returns to our screens in 2020 on Network 10. I think um, from what Dr. Chris Brown says about exercising your dog indoors, I'd be hiding the good cushions now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's Robin, Terry and Bob
4: on Brisbane's 97.3. This
1: is not the most serious situation brewing at the moment, Bob. All across yesterday, I'm starting to hear this on the news from Jeanette Young, who is our Queensland health officer.
3: I'm more concerned with people going to Dan Murphy's. (laughs)
2: She was talking in context as opposed to voting, but you know, uh, it did occur to me when I saw her say that last night, I thought Australians can cope with anything yeah, except if there's a run at the
1: bottle shop. Run at the bottle shop. Do you have in your emergency kit, somewhere near the bunker, maybe up on the wall, this is our bottle shop strategy going to the point where bottle shops, they close down. If they went to drive through, can you imagine there's 200 metre to for a council election that no one wants at the moment. Mm. Can you imagine the, the line-up to try and get into a, a drive through if bottle shops were to be closed at the moment, Robin?
2: It would be absolutely. Man, I mean, it would be unbelievable.
1: Many pubs do have drive
4: through bottle shops. Are they still open? Uh, yeah. In yeah, well, the I, bottle shop at the Camp Hill Hotel? I assume so, Bob. I've
1: been going into Dan Murphy's. <laughs>
4: and, How do
2: you and, not know that, Bob Gallagher?
4: Because that's a that's a BWS at the Camp Hill <laughs> Hotel, <laughs> and I have a very good relationship with Andy at the BWS at Carina. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're reminding <laughs>
1: me of that right now. This is not a, a, alcohol, but <laughs> <laughs> we're all just confessing that we you know when t- times get stressed we would like to get through it. Uh 32230973 do you have a bottle shop strategy going forward? Cuz last night was the closest I got to panic buying. <laughs> I come oh, back No, no,
2: no, no. <laughs> this is the bloke honestly when his wife is making some dish and oh, he yeah. allows himself one beer oh. and walks through any bottle shop
1: having bought one beer. Or one bottle of wine. We've got a little cheap little blend thing that we get there for about seven bucks last night. Wow, it went up from five ninety. Um but I did go past and I, I heard I heard people talking about putting screens up, you know, in different places. Well, I saw on
4: Facebook last night the Dan Murphy's yeah. BWS seven eleven. Some of them have got uh perspex
1: screens up. They weren't there at the time, but it's it's been busier. And they want Credit cards. I don't want to take cash either. I've got that covered. I've got the Don't Tell Julia accounts. I'm okay. But it's been busy, as no doubt. And for the first time I stood there and went, you know what? Not just one bottle of wine. I'll get myself a six-pack and tuck those away. Is that six. Pan- six? Is that panic buying? Well, two of what I like and four of what Julia that likes. That might last the weekend, really. <laughs> very handsome I know. <laughs> what rock do you live under? I, I just thought maybe just in case. A- <laughs> Can I?
2: tell you my strategy yeah. I've got a son who's turning 18 in like two and a half weeks it's on Easter Monday oh, back and in I've the got, pallet. and I've got another and I've got another son who's just turned 20. I'm hanging for Lewin to get turn 18 because it is embarrassing the amount of alcohol I walk <laughs> out of a bottle shop with
1: uh, Bob you've been collecting since the 1890s with red wine don't you do you go down into the cellar under the house what's going to happen uh, no no I don't have any spare wine at home at all I'm not asking you for some. I bottle. drink just, it <laughs> it's gone <laughs> <laughs> they could keep it Ruth uh, who has two small children I worry about the children because you like a glass. What's your bottle shop strategy?
2: (laughs) Well, people, I've got two words for you
1: all. Here we go.
2: Online delivery.
1: Oh.
2: Now, I've never done this before in my life, but I realized last week that I drink gluten free beer mm. because, you know, I'm gluten free. Yeah. I still like to have the You're occasional a Glutonium. I'm, I'm a glutard. A glutard. <laughs> <Thank you for laughs> Sorry. Oh, can you um, say that? <laughs> and I turned to my husband at some point last week and said, Oh no, if we get stuck at home and I run out of gluten free beer, this is not going to be pretty. Like, <laughs> I only have one at a time. But so I ordered for the first time in my life. Online delivery arrived at the outside. Did it door. arrive? Yep, arrived. No one touched anyone. Sat out the front. I'd paid with it with my credit card, Great. Yeah. and uh, yeah, I'm I'm sorted. Great.
1: Okay, Brad wow. the Style Master over in the corner. Who Hi. Took us, you took us to a haircut the other day that you came with a beer. <laughs> I certainly did. I bet you've got a strategy, haven't you? Well, I did.
4: Um, oh. I suffer from novenophobia, which is the fear of running out of wine. <laughs> So, we have enough wine in, in, in my townhouse for the entire complex slash suburb.
1: So, you're so go, are you going to open a speakeasy? Are you? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, we went to do
4: our emergency run because, you know, we, we don't use that much toilet paper. Didn't understand that, but wine, non negotiable Yeah. Um, <laughs> of and time. then the coronavirus has ramped up. So, we went through our emergency supply that weekend that things
1: got serious. <laughs> yeah, when you get tense, okay. okay yes. What
2: is that phobia called?
1: Novanophobia. Yeah,
4: the...
2: It's an actual thing. It's
4: an actual thing. It's we're, a new we're, word, eh? we're stuck
1: between the glue tiles and nonenophobics here.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm a member of the Australian Wine Club, so like you, Ruthie, I get four cases
1: delivered a year, one every quarter. We're okay to the ice age wow. for Bob.
2: Uh, let's go to Andrew of Kenmore. Hello, Andrew.
1: Good morning, crew. Uh, mate, do you have a bottle shop strategy? Come the apocalypse. <laughs> I, my job is actually strategy, and uh, a week
3: ago I went out and got two cases of wine and a few cases of beer. So I'm already prepared, like a prepper.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 All right, just put it down there in the bunker, mate. You should be fine. Put it next to the toilet paper and keep it cool as well. Oh, we <laughs> That's are, right. We are pathetic. Oh,
2: absolutely. We Looking really forward to
4: are. a weekend of Netflix, KO, Stan.
1: Foxtel and Penfolds. And no one has said anyone's shutting down. Well, just no, we case. are not. People. Just thought of wood. No.
5: It's <laughs> Robert. <laughs>
2: Hey guys, we've received an email which says everyone here complaining about not being able to go about normal life. Try and imagine us, 600,000 Kiwis that have paid tax in Australia for 18 years, built our lives, raised children here as Aussies refused any financial help with zero pathway to citizenship. But Australians completely supported in New Zealand. Now tell me about your worries. If I was a non-tax paying refugee, you would treat me like a human. My grandfather's died as Anzacs. Thanks. Hashtag ScoMo. Well, the person who's written that is Jacob. And he's on the line. Hey, Jacob.
1: Good morning, guys. How are you guys? Uh, We're going okay. I'm going to clear this up and suggest you're a Kiwi yourself. Would that be the case? Uh, Absolutely. Yes, I am indeed. (laughs) Is it just this latest turn of events that has got you upset or is it a general malaise?
3: Well, generally, obviously, like I moved over here in 2002, so obviously this has always been in in the background. Um, We generally work. It's never really been a problem for me because I've worked the whole time that I've been in Australia. Um, Just during this situation, obviously, I have friends that are Kiwis, but, you know, I mean, I have obviously many Australian friends as well. It's just that in this situation, I can see so many people that are in complete dire straits already, you know, and it's just... It's a frightening prospect, though.
1: It is, mate. So, Jacob, just bring me up to speed here. We we're saying about 600,000 Kiwis. And what do you guys get access to uh, when you come across to live in Australia?
3: Um, it's purely only access to, to Medicare, which, I mean, we do definitely appreciate that as well. Um, it's just that that is the only sort of support we get. We, there is some emergency benefits that can be allocated, but they're very hard to go through to get them. And, um you know the conditions are getting them are almost impossible to meet anyway. So
1: yeah, so no one's queuing to go down to Centrelink at the moment from from across the ditch, are they? A- absolutely no one. To be honest, there's no point for us to be there.
2: Okay, I'm going to say the thing that you would have heard a million times before, but I reckon people would be thinking not all, not everyone, but some go home.
3: <laughs> yeah, I've heard that comment many times. Um, there's a couple of reasons why we don't want to go home. Firstly, I, I consider myself Australian, yeah, just because I'm born in New Zealand. Doesn't mean I'm so patriotic that I have to just give up my life in Australia. I pay tax for almost 18 years. I consider myself Australian. You know? I mean, I've lived here. My son's Australian born. Um, I've supported him the whole time, and I can't just pack up everything. I can't sell my, you know, sell my apartment, give up my whole life, um, and just to move to. This. I have nothing in New Zealand. You know? I have no family in New Zealand. My my mother passed away about uh, three years ago, so I have nothing there to go back to. I know so many people that are so frightened right now, like. They will be homeless. Eh? They'll be on the street. I don't see how the Australian government can just sit there and watch it. So we're not asking for anything more than anyone else. We just want some support, you know. I mean, I'm a sole trader. My business, I've lost 90% of my business. Yeah, I can't do anything.
2: What do you I'm do, trying, Jacob? I'm what doing.
3: do you do? I'm actually a photographer, a food photographer, and obviously a real estate photographer as well. There's just nothing in our industry now. I can't yeah. do anything. So, but- and, and, and I'm married, yeah, and my wife is actually on my visa. She's a European. And she gets zero support as well. So I've got a household, that I've got two people with no money and pay a mortgage, pay rates, pay a car, pay council, pay, pay everything, yeah?
1: And you're saying Australians over in New Zealand get... What, what support do they get?
3: Uh, basically, after 30 days, you get full financial support. Everything is equal to a New Zealand citizen.
2: I think this is a really interesting question, and I am be very. I would be really interested to know what people think. Is there sympathy for Kiwis? Um, Do our listeners reckon that you should be supported, or is it a matter of well, you chose to be here. If you don't like it, go home. Let us put it out there right now, Jacob, and see what people say. Keep listening, and it'll be interesting to see which side they fall on. So, if you think that we should support Kiwis or not, give us a call three double two three zero ninety seven three. It's a couple of stories.
1: Like that in the paper today. Well, and on 97.3 FM as well, Danny from Springfield. Do you have sympathies for Kiwis? Well, you would. You are a Kiwi.
5: I'm a Kiwi, and I've been here 23 years. Don't sit on the fence. If you are truly patriotic to Australia, you would have become a citizen like I did. I lost my business. I had a big cleaning contract near the um, terminal, and Centrelink have been wonderful to me. Don't sit on the fence, Kiwis. Be Australian
2: citizens. Wow. So, Danny, you are a Kiwi who don't, do, does not believe that Kiwis, unless you're a citizen, should be supported. Absolutely. If you are truly patriotic to Australia, you would have become a citizen. I've paid taxes. My children are citizens. All my life has been here for 23 years, but I'm a citizen. But Danny, Danny, yeah.
1: Who do you go for in the Bladder Cup? (laughs) Uh, Ah. I. Ah. Ah. (laughs) Ah. Yeah, well, let's give it to her benefits. (laughs) Susie, you've been
2: Lee. What do you think? Do you think Kiwis should get what Aussies get?
3: Good morning, guys. I think we are the Anzacs for a reason. We need to stick together through tough times and
1: uh,
2: fight it out. So, yes, we need to support our our, um, our brothers. There you go. Okay, you are Aussie or a Kiwi, Susie?
1: I'm an Aussie. Okay. Yeah, or
2: we can call ourselves Anzacs.
1: And we call them Cousy Bros, not brothers. Exactly. Is that okay? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting point, though, at the moment with um, COVID-19, is that it seems that borders actually have become almost irrelevant yeah. because this is a global pandemic and the whole world is impacted. 32230973 tell us what you think. Should Kiwis get... What do Aussies get in this crisis? Situation? I have a Kiwi
4: daughter in law. She can't get any welfare benefits. Fortunately, at the moment, she's still got a job, but she's on maternity leave. 13 past seven. <laughs> Is that
1: complicated <laughs> enough, Bob? <Yeah. laughs>
4: a little bit of brightness from Dave Dobbin. Does,
2: does she get paid maternity leave as a Kiwi?
4: From her company, she does, from her okay. boss. So it doesn't I matter. don't know no, about the government. I'm not sure. Well, not outing her. It's Robin Terry and Bob on Brisbane's Nay 73.
1: And speaking of Dancing, Dancing with the Stars, 7.30 this Sunday night on Channel 10 will be the final and the finale. Celia Piccola, Ed Cavalier, Claudia Carvin and the son of entertainment reporter on Channel 9, Richard Wilkins, Christian Wilkins.
2: And I believe he's going to win and he joins us. Hey, Christian. Good
5: morning. How are you guys?
2: I'm good. How are you?
5: Really good, thank you. You know, things considered, I'm about to go on live TV on Sunday and amazing show outfit and do the cha-cha
1: <laughs> yes you are how are your hips how are your legs how are your knees you up for your cha-cha
5: i want to see if like anyone can actually do the cha-cha well because i refuse to believe like anyone can do it well i think it's impossible to do well but it's so much fun to say cha cha.
2: <laughs> but you would be the only uh, it, or rather that would be the only dance that you can't do you have been the dark horse almost from the first dance like you're really good christian
5: Thank you. I think it definitely helped to absolutely come from a place of complete obscurity, so there were no <laughs> expectations.
2: <laughs> it's really changed this season, hasn't it? Because you started off with a crowd, uh, you started off with your dad there, and then, of course, with all this coronavirus, yeah. they had to remove the audience, so then you were just dancing to cameras. Was that odd?
5: Uh, incredibly. I mean, last week we were dancing on a rooftop, so that was sort of the oddest feeling of all. There were no cameramen, there were no sound guys, there was no tech, nothing. Um, it was just Lily, my dance partner and I. So that was probably the strangest of all. But I think it's some like kind of, Cruel punishment My dad always said When I first got on That if I made the finale That he'd finally come And that I made him feel bad So he came a few weeks earlier But now the world has like Punished him for trying to be mean And they're like No, not only can you Not go to the finale But you can't even leave your house For three weeks
2: Yeah Well Christian Can we play you something Because we spoke to your dad I speak to him every Saturday On the Weekend Today show So I know him quite well And I've known him for years And we rang him As soon as it was announced That he was sick And this is what he said about you Christian, have a listen.
5: The worst thing for me at uh, (laughs) right now is uh, at a time like this, all you want to do is hug your kids, and and that's the last thing you you can do, you know. So, oh, um,
2: Dickie, my
5: my boys in Melbourne doing the dancing with the stars. Oh,
2: babe, I just want to give you the world's biggest hug. I missed you so much (laughs) on on the weekend. He was crying for you, Christian. I've never seen your dad cry.
5: cry. Oh, my I must admit, it doesn't take very much, but I'm much the same. And we have such an amazing relationship. And you know, I I feel the exact same way. I wish I could just kind of go home and make him some bangers and mash and like tell him that he's going to be all right. But that's exactly what we can't do, you know.
2: Well, you dance for him on Sunday, my friend, and I reckon you will win it.
5: Oh, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate the support. And what a
1: bangers and mash it'll be when you get together again. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I know. Uh, t- the best taste and bang is a match ever.
1: While you cha-cha-cha.
5: Exactly. And I can teach him how to make a quarantini. It's all looking up.
1: <laughs> Thanks, mate. Brilliant. See ya.
5: Thank you so much. Have a good one.
1: It's right.